Hi everyone, I'm Matthew Lloyd of DC Comics News, and I'm happy to be joined today by Marco Santucci, artist on DC's Green Lantern. Uh, Marco, welcome and thanks so much for sitting down and talking to me today. Uh, just before we started uh, the recording, you were telling me what you were working on right now. Would you mind sharing with uh, with everyone what you're telling me about your current uh, your current issue you're finishing up? Okay, hello everyone. Thanks for hosting me. Okay, well, at the moment, I've just finished issue number nine of Green Lantern. Actually, um, I just finished the layout part of that issue because for this issue, I'm working with my wife, Maria Laura Sano, that that basically is uh, working on my layout and she's doing the, 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 the finisher part. So a part of the pencils, a part of the inks. So this is uh, one of the few times where we work together on the same projects because usually we work in we do the same job but on different uh, projects. But for this time, with a great pleasure, uh, I have to say we, we are working on the same project on the same book, and uh, it's fantastic for me. It's fantastic. So for um, instead in. On the next uh, week, I start working on uh, issue number 10 on Green Lantern. And uh, I can't wait to start, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm sure everyone's glad to know that uh, you're, you're working ahead and we're going to get some more stuff with you on Green Lantern. I know I am. Um, so, Marco, you're, you're in Italy. You're in Cortona. Uh, yeah. How, how did you begin your professional career and how did you first break in with comics? Okay, well, my career started in 1995, actually. And it started, obviously, in Italy. For uh, At the beginning, with little publishers here in Italy. And then I worked for several years for the biggest publisher here in Italy, that is Sergio Bonelli Editore. He's uh, the, the most famous publisher of comics in Italy. And they publish um, comics of different uh, genre, like uh, Western comics, horror comics, uh, adventure in general comics. And I worked for um, many years for them. And uh, I worked on series like Mr. No, uh, Tex, that is the most famous comics here in Italy, is a Western comics. And then, then I worked on Dampy, that is instead is a vampire horror comics. Uh, in 2008, uh, I, I contacted Marvel, Marvel Comics. I sent them some of my test pages, a portfolio, and um, they liked that. It, they liked it, and um, they asked me to work on my favorite uh, character, that is Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man. And uh, I have the, um, I have, so, I, I have been so lucky to work on that. And uh, I worked so for some years for Marvel Comics. In the, in, in the meantime, I still work, was working for Italy for Sergio Bonelli. So I was working between two publishers in that period. And um, for some years, Mm. It, 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 it's gone in this way. 
Um, after that, I worked for uh, for France. Uh, I worked for uh, for Italy again, and in 2016, uh, I started to working for uh, DC Comics. On uh, uh, I remember that my first work was uh, a story with Yannick Paquette uh, on Superman and Wonder Woman, a short story. I. I, I had the great pleasure to work on the Yannick Paquette layouts. Yannick introduced me to DC Comics, actually. I have to say thanks so much, Yannick, for this. Uh, and um, after that, I worked on a Superman story, and I started to work on um, Injustice, the, the Injustice series. And after that, I jumped from a project to another, and uh, until now, in the recent times, when I, I worked on uh, Green Lantern. Actually, this is the second time that I'm working on Green Lantern because I worked on, on Green Lanterns in 2018, but this is the my first time on the, the new series. And I, it's fantastic, I have to say. That's, uh, that's awesome. Was it difficult working for multiple companies in multiple countries at the time? When yeah. you were doing that, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so, so true. sometimes it's complicated because uh, every company, every um, publisher have different way to work. But I have to say, from from Italy to USA, that there is a a big difference in the work for workflow production um, because, for example. In Italy, we have uh, books uh, that are about 100 pages, okay? And to do a book, you spend about uh, six, seven, eight months, because obviously you, you, can't, you can't do a book in one month. And uh, the production, so it, it's, it's longer, and uh, the time is not so tight, at, at least. Until when I worked for for Italy, it was it wasn't so tight. Um, for the American market, obviously, it's different. The deadlines are tighter, absolutely, because obviously you have to do one book uh, for every month, so it's different. But I have to say that it's fantastic because uh, you have so much freedom in uh, working on the pages. For me, is is uh, I I love working for American comics for DC Comics in particular because they gave me a big freedom in my work. Instead, for example, in Italy it was different because uh, you have to stay, for example, inside the the same layout all the time. In Italy, for example, the comics are made with three strips every page. Uh, split ah. in uh, two or three panels every strip. So uh, you have to maintain that layout all the time. In USA, you can, you, for the American market, you can change the layout when, uh, all you want. So they, in the way you want. So I think that artistically is, uh, is better. It's better to tell you that. Uh, I, so I, I didn't know that. That's interesting that it's, very formatted and regimented there with this the layout. I, I wouldn't have thought that. It's almost yeah. like uh, an old newspaper strip where you had to do it the same way because you only had that limited space. I'm surprised to hear that, but 
yeah, that's yeah. interesting to know. Yeah, the, the other dif- big difference is that usually in Italy uh, the comics are in black and white, so you don't have the help of the colorist. And from the point of view of the skills and the technical part that you have to to follow, I think that from this point of view, making comics in Italy could be uh, total. It's harder because you don't have the color that some, sometimes helps you with the page. You have to do everything because it's everything made in black and white. And the basic uh, the basic, the basics of the drawings are in black and white. So you have to do a strong work in black, in black and white. Otherwise, it, it doesn't work for the American for the market. In USA, the good part is that uh, sometimes the colors can help you to to make the page looks better. Sometimes not. It, it's not. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work all the time. But if, if the colorist is good, it works very well. <laughs> I, I I understand what you mean. I mean, there's some uh, there's some things that you can look at, and in black and white, it's 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 great. And uh, other times, you know, it it seems like it's missing something. Yeah, without yeah. the color. But but if you know you're working in black and white, uh, you can add more shading and 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 black areas to enhance the the depth and the and the mood and the tone and all that whereas with color they're going to add that sometimes it'll help you right interesting wow well what would you tell an aspiring artist who wanted to be a comics professional what would you tell them to to do (laughs) okay well, uh, what I can tell, uh, I can say that if uh, I, a young boy or a young girl want to do this work, I have to say that he, he needs to know that it will be really difficult because um, it, and so they are to be really focused on the target, on the target because uh, this is a work where where. You don't have a specific time when to work, as I, as I said before. But um, you have to you have to be focused on the deadline. You have to be focused on the obtain a specific quality in a tight in a tight time sometimes. And um, and sometimes you have to be able to accept the, the critics to your work. I think that this is one of the most difficult things for the, the people that want to to do this work. Sometimes there are uh, some people that are very good in drawing, but uh, they are good in drawing until they do what they want, they like to do. But not always you have to you can draw whatever you want. Actually, never because you have to follow a script. So. You have to enter in this state of mind. You have to use your your skills, your drawing skills, your storytelling skills, to uh, to to tell a story that someone else has written. So uh, you have to use two skills for uh, using them so on the work of someone else, and sometimes it's difficult. And obviously, you can 
inspiration. You can wait for the inspiration to, do, to work. <laughs> yes, we are artists, obviously. We are artists, but we are commercial artists. So you have to be able to wake up every morning and be ready to work. No, no waiting for the inspiration. <laughs> you have to work, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, if you accept these uh, these facts you can do this work but i think that mm, the most important part is the accepting the criticism the criticism on your work because uh, you have to accept them like something that helps you help you to to improve your work to improve your render to improve your skills not like something that want to destroy you. That's the, the point. In fact, sometimes there are some some editors that make uh, portfolio reviews that sometimes find uh, fantastic artists, but when they try to, de to, to say, hey, this is fantastic, but these things should be better for this reason. There are people that can accept that. There are the, There is people that is not able to accept that, and that's that's make a huge difference be, between someone that can do this work and some that, someone that can't do this work. I so, guess there's a big uh, there's a big break between being able to draw and yeah. being able to tell tell stories through drawings. I, even that is a big difference because uh, this work is not a matter of uh, only drawing a better uh, a good thing a. a a good-looking thing. You have to be able to tell a story. You have to to have very clear in your mind the sense of storytelling. I have to say that um, since when I was a child, I remember that I liked to draw, but my draw was always focused on tells a story instead of uh, making only a good draw. So for me, it's something natural, I have to say. Uh, in fact, I am a big, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, movies, series, because I, I just, just like the way um, that, um, the way that, the, um, I, can say, I can say, I can say that. Um, I like the, the, um, how you can tell a story with the images. And I right. really like that part of this work. Obviously, um, I think that you can see from my work, I, I like to be very um, refined, very specific, very realistic, but uh, this is only a part of the work. I do that only because I want that the reader is uh, uh, really convinced to, to see something solid. But my first, my first priority is the storytelling. I I spend a lot of energy on doing layout the layout part because I want that the storytelling is very fluid. After that, I spend the other part of my energy to 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 make that uh, first rogues. Uh, at their best, at their best when they they, are, they will be inked. But my first priority is the storytelling. I have to say, that's uh, 
that's that's interesting to hear. I think I think uh, when you start drawing, I mean, people that like to draw, they think probably of just liking to draw things and an image. You know, here's a picture of Batman doing something cool, as opposed to here's you know six panels telling part of a story of Batman doing something cool. It's a different. It is a different approach. Um, I was gonna say something about your work that 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 always strikes me when I see it is that when you do spend time on the details of a particular character, I feel like you're, you're rendering a real individual and not just, you know, a, a suggestion of a person. Like you'll see like the facial features, like on a, on Joe Maline or somebody that it feels like it's a real person that I'm looking at. Even if it's not a real person you're working from, it, it has that aspects that, make you think of a real person and not just a a comic book drawing of a person yeah it's a real real nice i really like that about your stuff thanks thanks yeah i i like the the realistic part of the the the, the comics uh to tell you the truth uh, i i do that because i'm used to do that i i was i i used to do that in the Italian comics because usually we work in a very realistic way. So for me, it's natural and normal to to render these these characters uh, as realistic as possible. And um, and I have to say that uh, since I am a big fan on Brian Hitch, uh as an artist, uh, I I. I've, Falling in love when I saw his work on Ultimates. That for me is one of the best comics ever, ever. Because uh, uh, to tell you the truth, I stopped to to read American comics during the 90s. That's oh. <laughs> I have to say that the 90s are not the best period of the American comics. <laughs> And uh, to tell you the truth, I stopped to, 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 to read American comics in that period, but I restart to, to read American comics with Ultimates because I, I saw the, this series where the characters seems, seem to, to, real, to real, like to see a movie. Yeah. And I immediately fell in love with that kind of uh, work. I say I, I remember that I thought incredible. I it's possible to do an American comics, but a realistic approach. Uh, I have to say an European approach. Okay. And, and uh, from that moment, I restarted to read um, uh, in American comics, and uh, and. Uh, uh, I tried to, 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 to start to draw superheroes, but like if you see them on a movie instead of a, a comics in the classical way. So okay. I, I really liked the fact that, for example, Brian, Brian each draw them, um, you know, not, not like people, nude people with <laughs> with, with the, the skin colored like a costume, it, right, you can, right. You, you can see the the people with actual costumes with the um, let me let me find the, the word. Uh, uh, uh. In that comics, you you can you can see the folds on the costumes. Uh, okay, right, right. 
because from some point of view could be a silly particular, but it's, it's extremely important because another another thing that really hit me hard when I, I saw another artist in of the American comics was uh, the, the, the way that uh, the way Alex Ross drew the superheroes. Another artist, a, a totally different artist, a, paint, a painter, but someone that drew the comics, the, and the, the, the characters in the American comics in a very realistic way. Another, another comics that really uh, hit me hard was Marvels or Kindle Come from Alex Ross. It really impressed me because it was like to see that heroes that once were inside the comics books, like something that came out from the comics book, it became real. And for me, it was amazing, amazing. And I try to do in my limits to do the same on the comics that I uh, that, that I drew. I like to, to give a, a realistic touch to my characters. So, for example, uh, for that specific characters, I tend to use, uh, for example, the real faces. For example, for the face of Joe, I use uh, um, Soneka Martin Green, the, the actress from uh, Star, Star Trek uh, Discovery. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I use that. I use her like reference because <laughs> I like to be coherent. So if you want to be coherent um, and uh, solid, you have to follow a specific di- direction. So if you want to to show a character so we have, with a specific aspect, with a specific render, you have to follow probably a real person. And for for Joe, she's uh, Sonika is my my biggest reference, for example. That's really interesting. I, I, I wondered if you were looking at references, because I know that's something uh, some artists do, uh, especially going back to uh, the golden age. There are, you know, strip artists like Milton Kniff that would have models and they'd take pictures or yeah. Alex Raymond, too. Yeah. Uh, and there's that famous story of Russ Heath, where he is actually every character in the story. All those references were his yeah. own uh, himself. In the poses, and he actually drew every character, to, and it's him. <laughs> yeah, we do the same. We do the same. I have to say that since we, I work with my wife in the same house. Sometimes we, um, I, I take photos of her for my pages, and she takes photo of me for, for <laughs> her pages of the opposite. So we use a lot the references because, as I said, is uh, obviously. It, Drawing is uh, an artistic, artic, artistic thing, and uh, you have to be free. Uh, you have to have the freedom to, to, to draw. But I think that to be re- real solid, you have to 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 um, to see something real, to 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 have a good reference for that pose, for that, uh, uh, for example, for the folders of the clothes and everything. And after that, you have to be a sort of uh, filter from the reality to the to the pages obviously you have to you have to filter what you see but you have to start always from something real and i think that there are artists that sometimes 
invent everything from their mind. But I think that at the end, there, there's always something that you have seen or you are referring to, to do that specific characters or background or whatever. Obviously, you can do a, um, a building in the, in the way you want, but the buildings are built in a specific way for a specific <laughs> reason. So you can, you can invent them from the zero. Okay, and the, the same. Unless you're an architect, maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, it's very important to to using a good references. It's not cheating, absolutely. Is is uh, it means doing a good a good work, and um, because if you if you have to to tell a story that happens in the real world, you have to look at the real world. There, there's no way. How did that? How did that go with uh, when you were doing like westerns and stuff for it, Italian comics? Did you have like a cowboy hat and the same yeah. kind of clothes to have somebody wearing in order to get the, yeah. the general look? Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I I learned a lot in how to use the references just working for Italy because, uh, as I said before. Um, in Italy, we have uh, uh, normally we have more realistic comics. The, uh, there are stories that happen in the real world. So all the times I have to, uh, I had to, to go to see uh, how, for example, that specific city looks like, or sometimes that specific street looks like, because uh, there are. Um, uh, some writer from some writers here in Italy that are very pay a, pay a lot of attention to, about what you're drawing in that specific way because they want to show um, at the at the best the, 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 the maximum realism in the, the pages so they want that you take photos uh, usually photos for that specific uh, places. Uh, uh, clothes, uh, characters, and whatever, and um, so the 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 the, 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 um, the references are very important, absolutely very important, because you know, until when you do someone that is flying, you can use your <laughs> imagination. But you have, if you have to do someone that is speaking, for example, inside a bar or a, a pub or a restaurant, you have to look at the people that do the everyday things of the life. And uh, I think for, for the reader is um, easier to, to, to see mistakes if he is, is watching some, something that he see in the everyday life. So you have to take, you have to pay a lot of attention about uh, the pose of the character, the, the, the places, the background, everything, because they are something that the people see all the time. So instead right. of someone that right. fly, you can you can be you can use more your imagination, obviously. Sure, and and I guess also when you're doing something regular like that, you have to make sure it looks real so that you capture whatever emotion or yeah. or aspect of drama you're trying to convey. Because if yeah. you don't have attention to those real details, it's just gonna be generic looking heads talking and it's not going to be interesting 
Absolutely. In fact, for sometimes also for the expression of the, the faces, for example, or also for the hands, for example. It's very important to, to have a reference. Sometimes we are, we are lucky because now in the last uh, 15, 20 years we have Google and it became so easy, easier to, 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 to find references. So there's no excuse. You have to, to, to search your references. And if you don't find exactly what you want, you can always make a photo of yourself. I have tons of photos of me that I'm doing weird things. <laughs> and my, my wife the same. So uh, it's also a, a funny part of this work. Sometimes we have to, to do expressions or poses for using them as a reference. It's very important. It's the only way to, to make um, realistic what you are drawing, what you, what are the emotion that you want to deliver to the reader? Right, right, yeah. And it's and with iPhones and mobile phones that have cameras, it's so much cheaper than in the old days when you had to hire a photographer and a model to do yeah, all that. <laughs> it was terrible because I remember that when I was working in the nineties, um, it was terrible because when I wanted to make photos, I have to pay to use the classical camera and then go to the shop to develop them. It was a nightmare. Now it's so easier, so easier to do that, that there is no excuse. You have to use a reference to, to work. For me, it's very important, very important. And that would have slowed down your time too. You couldn't take a picture and then draw that yeah. scene next. You had to wait for the, had to get the film developed and all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, that 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 is a really fantastic insight uh, about how you work. That's I, I don't know if uh, I would have thought that much about references uh, for some reason. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you can't draw something if you don't know what it looks like, and you can't create everything out of your head like you said you can create something of someone flying but yeah. if they're in a particular pose or something how does that fold of material look how does yeah. that facial expression look yeah. to get it right and not look yeah. you know goofy or or yeah. flat out incorrect you know no one's jaw moves that way <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely well uh I think you've actually covered some of the questions I was going to ask with influences and uh, um, your history with comics. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, Green Lantern, your current DC book. Uh, you've been on it since issue number one. Uh, you've been working with some other artists in the series. Uh, how do you find sharing the assignment uh, in this way with each artist handling different parts of the issue? Oh, for me, it's great. Uh, especially in Green Lantern, because um, uh, they uh, make the structure of the book in, in the easier way from this point of view, because they sh they split the book essentially in two different storylines. So yeah. every artist uh, is working on his own part of the story, and this makes the, the work simpler. Because uh, sometimes, for example, uh, in this shoe, on the shoe number one and two, the, the storyline was one only one storyline. And uh, 
Uh, when I started, for example, issue one, I only made about eight, nine pages, if I remember. And uh, I made only a, a little part of it. And the other part was made by Dexter Soy. And I remember that uh, it was difficult to work in that way because, uh, you know, when you are actually working on the book, uh, maybe I'm doing a, <clears throat> a, speci a specific page in the middle of the story. And maybe I have to show uh, some characters that maybe the other, the other artists didn't draw yet. So uh, you have to decide who draw these characters for first, who, how these characters should look like. And uh, so sometimes you maybe can happen that you draw that character and at some point the other artists drew the, car the same characters but with different look. So you have to change again to, to make the two looks um, to do the same, to make yeah. them same, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, one time uh, you and I aside were talking about Kelly in one of the issues and you can tell when she's drawn by different uh, artists, you guys all sort of had a different approach to her. I think mainly a uh, big part was her hairstyle was different. Like, and well, I think that you are referring to uh, issue number five, if I'm not wrong. Maybe when when we another artist finished my part of the story because we were late because uh, the script arrived late, so everything shifted uh, on. And so at some point we, we haven't, so I, I wasn't able to, to, to close completely my part. So uh, I have to give my, a part of my pages to another artist. And uh, uh, to tell you the truth, usually when I work on a book, just to avoiding um, coherence and um, uh, coherency mistakes, I tend to, to do all the layouts and send all the, the, the layout. So if there's something that doesn't work, mm, we can change it on the layout step. And it would be better if the, the other artists do the same. But the problem is, uh, <laughs> I asked from the beginning, please send to me the pages page by page when you do that, because there could be some current problem between a part and another. But sometimes, so not all the artists do that, and uh, I receive the, the 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 other artist pages all to, all together at the end, and I start to say, look at that Kelly have a different costume here. The diff diff there are problems with the hair. There are problems with the, this panel. At some points, but at some point it's too late to change everything. So uh, as as you noticed. The, the Kelly's hairs are different because they are <laughs> because the other artists maybe didn't see my pages or no, I don't know why I sent them but I don't know why and uh, it drew Kelly like the classical version and it was a mistake a coherence mistake in fact in, 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 to tell you the truth and mm. sorry for my bad word but I'm I'm a pain in the ass when I I speak about <laughs> that because. Because I really care about the currents the, of the, the, the story of the pages. And so all the time I tend to, to send my pages, look, I do this. 
follow this or oh, oh, <laughs> please send to me the pages that you made so i follow your pages for me it's very very important but sometimes there are some some particular some parts of the work that can do in that way because we have to to run all the time so it's not always possible so sorry for these little mistakes guys <laughs> we we working hard that sometimes <laughs> we missed something but um told this I have to say though uh, that on the other on the, the other books um, besides issue one and that I did a part of the book only a little part of the book on issue two I did the half of the book uh, keeping with this keeping the, the um, keeping drawing the story after the, the first part of from Dexter Soy it wasn't so terrible. From issue three, the storyline was split in two, and I started working with um, Tom Running on the on the series, and uh, Tom do his part, and I do my part. So it, it it became simpler to tell you the truth because I only do my part, so I have no problem with uh, someone else that beside the part the issue five where someone else takes my part of the story, but. But the, I think that is good working with another artist, and I have to say that it's fantastic working with Tom because uh, he sends these pages all the time to to show to the group what he's doing, like me. And um, for example, on issue uh, nine, like I said, I'm working with my wife just because I want to have the control on the, my part. So ah. since I, I did all the layouts of the shoe, and she did all the inks, the, the work will be coherent and with a good quality. I can assure you, Maria Laura is doing a very great work on my layout, on my layout and I'm extremely happy of what she is doing on them. And as I said, I'm a big pain in the ass, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm always there to say, please do that in this way, do that. But she's very patient with me, and uh, she's very talented. Uh, she's able to 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 listen to me when uh, when I ask to do that specific thing. So it's, it's, it's a good way to work in this way. That's that's really great. You can work together like that. Yeah. Not uh, not every not every relationship is good for working together, even if it's good for, you know, well, <laughs> being well, married. <laughs> obviously, obviously, you have to be able to to split the personal part from the working part. We are very good in this from this part in this way. We 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 stay together from uh, 2012. So um, in all these years, we 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 learn how to to split the, the two parts. We we work we working as I said in the same house in different studio, but in all these years we work a, a lot on on that. And it's fantastic. For example, when we travel for work for the convention, for example, we are a, a very good yeah. team from this point of view. Absolutely, very good team. And uh, I'm very proud of uh, what we are doing together in everything. So it's good, it's good. Um, you mentioned something about uh, uh, working on part of issue one uh, with the Galactic Council section. You were telling me oh. that was your section because early on they weren't uh, crediting 
artists with specific pages. You just had all yeah. the names and so did you get to design any of those characters in that uh in the double sequence double splash? yeah yeah okay well uh yeah yeah I'll, I'll, uh, you want to know if i draw completely the page or oh did you design the characters the look of the characters so a lot there are a lot of characters did you get to design some of the characters yourself and yeah. and, and do you like that kind of aspect yeah. of the job okay well actually uh a big part of the characters that you see, that the double splash and all the sequences are uh, cl uh, are classical uh, races and species of uh, the DC universe. Jeffrey Thor uh, told me, please show uh, these specific alien races. So he gave to me the, the list of the alien races that I have to draw and uh, sent to me all the references. I, I found on internet other references because I never satisfied all of the references. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I spent a lot of time doing all these aliens everywhere. A part of them is a poor invention of me, but a good part, a good part are real races in the DC universe because uh, they were uh, like little Easter eggs around the page. So I, I like to work in that way because, uh, as I said before, I like to work on the references. I like to be very specific when I draw. And if I have a specific direction when I drew something, for me it's better because it's like to, to tell the story in the better way. Uh, so I was happy to, to follow the, all the directions that Jeffrey sent to me, and it was fantastic working on that double splash. Cool, that's really cool. Um, you, uh, this current run is following after uh, Morrison and Sharp's run, and before that, uh, Robert Vendetti's run. Uh, your your artistic contribution is clearly uh, one of the reasons this has been such a great new series um do you anticipate being on green lantern for a while is it something that's open-ended or is it uh are you able to talk about that at all oh let me oh let me let me uh okay well uh you want to know how much time i'll be on green lantern yeah yeah okay yeah. okay uh to tell you the truth, I I hope to, to be there for the longest time as possible, but I know that this um, uh, this, um, this story will will be until about issue 12. Okay. So I don't know if uh, once uh, the, this story arc will be ends, I'll be there later. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I know okay. that for sure I should be there until uh, issue 12. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but you know, the, another thing that is different, for example, uh, for the USA comic market uh, from the Italian comic market, is that uh, the things change faster, much faster in, uh, the, in, in the American comics. So, 
Uh, obviously, I can say that to you, but uh, I, I can't be sure at 100%. I, I hope so. I hope so because uh, to, to be there until at least until issue 12. And after that, uh, I don't know what the DC Comics can give to me, but I hope to, to keep working for them, to keep working on Green Lantern or other characters. But uh, I have to say that um, I hope to, to, to be there until the end of this, this run, this, this, this storyline. And okay. um, so it should be around issue 12, because uh, if I'm not wrong, Jeffrey told that. So it, should, it shouldn't be a, a <laughs> revelation. <laughs> you mentioned Jeffrey. Does he yeah. write to your strengths? Uh, or does he write to the strength of an artist uh, in particular, or do you just get the uh, the script and have to sort of figure it out? Mm. Okay, do you want to know if Jeffrey is a very specific writer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's very specific, very, very European. He have a very European way to write the scripts. Very specific. He, he, he don't use... Uh, we can say that you don't use the Marvel way to write the scripts. <laughs> you, you know, when the, 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 the writer writes to you, uh, in this page happened this, do the, do in your way. No, no. Every uh, Jeffrey is very uh, precise, very specific. He sent to you the references. Every, every page is split in specific numbers of panels we, with every panel is a well described uh, with the dialogues and everything. And to tell you the, 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 the truth, I'm really happy of that because I prefer, as I said, to, to follow a lot what the writer tells to me, what the, the reference that he gives to me, because I like to do the work in a good way, in the best way. I'm not, that, I'm not one of that artist that uh, take the scripts and change everything because I think that in this in that way maybe sometimes you can obtain uh, a good looking page but maybe not good story storytelling sometimes so I think that the artists have to follow the writer indications because for for first you have to keep in your mind the story so it's very important to, to be stick it to, 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 to the script. And Jeffrey is very good from this point of view. That sort of uh, appeals to your European yeah. uh, approach that you were talking about with, uh, yeah. it, it, I guess it balances it. You have the freedom to, to create the, uh, the pan, some of the panel layouts and stuff as you would like, as opposed to the rigid format. But at the same time, you're adhering to uh, what the writer's giving you. Pretty yeah. strictly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you are like the director in a movie when you draw the pages. So, but uh, you can you can take the scene from the point of view that you desire. But the most important thing is that you tell the story that the writer wants. So you can choose the point of view, but the story has to be that that specific story. Have to happen that specific specific thing. So it's very important to follow the writer. Yeah, that's that's very insightful. <laughs> that is very insightful. Um, we've done a lot of talking about your method, which is some of the questions I had. That's awesome. Um, 
is there a character or project that you'd like to work with that you haven't maybe in uh, American comics or even a, a European character that American audiences aren't familiar with? I know uh, I've been able to expand my own uh, musical knowledge with stuff outside what I normally would with European stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm still pretty uh, uh, unknowledgeable about a lot of European comics. So is there something you'd like to work on, maybe American or European you haven't? Oh, well, to tell you the truth, I'd like to, to work, for example, on Batman, on a Batman story. It would be great. Also on a Superman story. Maybe more Batman in this moment I'd like to, to, to make. And uh, I already worked on uh, one of my favorite characters that was uh, Spider-Man, for example. Uh, but I, now I'd like to, to work on a Batman story. Um, I, I, I'd really like to, to work on that character, absolutely. absolutely yes. Even if I like the science, the sci-fi um, and these kind of things. But I have to say working on Green Lantern, satisfied a lot these aspects so ah, I'd, ah. I'd like to, to work on something more uh, if you want uh, even more realistic like for example Batman uh, but in general uh, I like to, to, to change from time to time uh, the, the characters the, the situation uh, where I work because it's very important this aspect because for example, when I worked for for Italy, uh, I I worked for eight years on the same character, three years another character, uh, five years on another character, and I think that uh, after one year, two years, that you worked always in the same characters, on the same backgrounds, on the same things. Your inspiration <laughs> run out, run out, because uh, uh, you can um, you can do that character in whatever pose you want, whatever situation you want. But at some point, you start to repeat that, mm. and that is mm. not good for your creativity. Uh, it's important always to to be um, to to find new challenge for your artistic part, for your skills that make you evolve in your styles, in your, in your skills and everything. So uh, I, I, what I like to do is always from time to time change and restart again with something new, with new emotions, with new challenges, with new stuff to draw. I, I, I can see that. I mean, uh, actors that are in TV series after so long want to move on to something else to have variety and a, a new challenge. Yeah. And I guess it's the same way with, with drawing. If you're drawing in the same, uh, the same world with the same characters for a certain amount of time, you yeah. feel like you've kind of done it before. Yeah. yeah even yeah. if, even if you enjoy it, you uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that when you do something artistic, you you need to, to change, to to don't you do you have you don't have to stay um, still because when you stay still you you start to to, to go um, 
backwards. You go backwards. Back, yeah. Back. yeah. Backward. You don't you don't go forward. Your 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 craft exactly. doesn't exactly. improve. It just stays. Exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally got it. Your visual is perfect. That's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> storytelling. <laughs> you were falling off the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because in the, in the, in, when you speak about art, if you stay still, uh, as I said, you start to you you never stay still. You start to to go backwards, always. Forward, always forward, or you, or is a, is not a good thing. Absolutely, that's it. that's that's why it's important to change all the time what your your projects, and your characters, and everything. Your techniques. I I evolve, uh, for example, my technique in, in during the production of a Green Lantern because uh, uh, I try to use. Um, for example, a classical line art with black and white, very strong. After that, I start to use the gray tones. After that, I don't know. I, I start to use something else. But I always, I always try to to find new ways to tell the story, to render these characters, to render these situations. And I think that in the following issue, you'll see that you'll see that because okay. I keep evolving my style. That's great. That's great. Um, that seems to lead into what I was going to ask next was, uh, is there any original creator-owned project that you'd like to do someday? Do you think about that? Okay. Uh, actually, I already worked on something like that. When I worked for France, I worked on a series. The name of the series was uh, La, Mandra La Mandragore. And uh, I created a um, these characters with the, the writer of the series and it was a two books series, a short series uh, in France is normal and um, and I have to say that I, I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed it but and I don't know I have no specific ideas in my mind because I primarily I, I, I prefer to to tell a story with the images instead of inventing one. Okay. But uh, uh, once, one day, if uh, there will be uh, the chance to, to, to create a new character with maybe a writer or something like that, I'd, be, I'd, I'd like to do that. But at the moment, I have no specific ideas or projects. I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy to, um, I'm really enjoying to, to work on the characters that someone else invented. So, for me, it's good. I, I already love the character where I am working on, so it's good. Do, do you have a, a favorite character in Green Lantern that you're working on right, right now? I mean, there's a lot of Green Lantern characters, and yeah. ev even your section of the book, it's uh, uh, you get to draw Kelly and uh, Simon and... Uh, Sinestro, and I guess you've had a little bit of Jessica, I think, in your yeah. section as well. Is there a particular character you'd like to do most? Maybe um, it, it, it can be obvious, but to tell you the truth, my favorite one is Joe. <laughs> and <laughs> I have to say that also Sinestro, I noticed that a lot of people like liked the way I drew Sinestro. In fact, I 
I drew also the, um, the variant cover for issue seven with the, the Sinestro, the, the black and white variant cover. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say that I don't know why, but um, I love working on that character, on, on this evil character, but with this, this particular face. And I, I, I really love to, to render his face. So maybe Joe and Sinestro are my favorite ones. You you mentioned that variant cover, and I think I told you that I really liked that uh, when I saw it. Um, unfortunately, my my comic shop didn't have that variant cover, so I got to go out next week and try to get it from a different one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But I I remember uh, the, the the issue where Sinestro's laying in bed uh, with yeah. the two women. There was something about that opening and the way he was drawn that was really, I mean, it was. That that opening to that issue really, really pulled me in. It was just like, it felt like there was just a little something special going on with with Sinestro yeah. in that, uh, and the way the your images and and the story were, were working together. It was you mentioned Sinestro, and I just thought I, I think there's something special with that bit there with Sinestro in particular. So good job <laughs> uh, thank you thank you i really enjoyed that to draw that part of the story yeah it was really fun yes sinestro has been through so much he started out as a villain and then in more recent years he's been uh you know an anti-hero there's just so much to him that people have a a real draw to him i think his character is so complex yeah 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 in fact in fact i i when I drew him in the dialogue with Joe, I tried to, to work a lot on, on uh, his special expression, his way to, to act. Uh, it has been a challenge, but it, it has been really enjoyable, I have to say. So he is a very interesting character to draw, absolutely. Um. When I, I let everybody at the DC Comics News team know I was going to interview you, I had a I was able to get a couple questions from yeah. from some of them. I'm going to ask also. Uh, so, do you remember the first uh, time you saw your work in print and how you felt? Usually, I think that everyone that do this work remember that moment, and uh, it was. Uh, Weird, if I have to tell you, that, because uh, you know it's, it's weird to to see on a book something mm, something that you are working on for a long time. Because at the beginning I was really I wasn't fast. I wasn't fast. So uh, you spend a lot of days on a page, maybe, and then uh, you see that page printed in, uh, in a little format and uh, for the first time with the the, um, the dialogues, the balloons and the effects and everything. And um, it was, I don't know, weird, but obviously it's a good sensation, a good uh, feeling, a good feeling, absolutely. And I, I, I was really, I was really proud to, to see that. Um, but at that point, I was already thinking about to the next thing to do. So uh, it's weird because uh, 
this this thing I think happens all the time when you you do this work. You spend a lot of days, hours uh, on a page or a series of pages, and then after twenty days, you you see them printed in a comics book. But when you open the comic book, uh, at least for me, it's already something old, and they already <laughs> doing something else. So. Um, I have no time to think too much about that. I have to, to think more to what I'm doing that moment. How, how do you feel about the influx of European artists into mainstream American comics? DC in particular has, has quite a few. Um, well, I think that, uh, to tell you the truth, the European influences in the American comics are a good thing because uh, I think that in Europe we have a very good quality of in, in the comics because, uh, um, as I told you um, before, um, for example, in Italy we are used to, to make comics in full black and white. so. It means that the artists have to to work completely the page, thinking about the the, um, the depth of field of the panels and the images using only the black and white, and this is a, a very strong school for an artist. Uh, in France, for example, they work also with the colors, sometimes made uh, in the classical way. For with the watercolors, for example, sometimes maybe with the Photoshop, but in the recent years, but even in France, in Belgium, have a strong school in comics. And also in England, for example, many of my favorite artists are in, in English artists. For example, Alan Davis, that is my main inspiration, uh, Brian Inch, Brian Boland. Uh, all these people came from England, from and also from Italy. In Italy, for example, one of my strongest influence is um, Claudio Castellini. Uh, um, uh, there are so many artists, but some, <laughs> some, some of them work are working only for Italy. For example, I'm a huge fan of the um, Claudio Villa, that is one of the main artists of the Tex series here, here in Italy. My master is Fabio Civitelli, that, that taught me a lot of stuff about this, this work. Um, and there are, for, for example, another big name, other big names in the comics, in USA comics industry that came from Italy are, for example, Gabriele Dellotto, uh, Riccardo Federici, uh, Simone Bianchi, that I have to thank uh, for my arriving in Marvel because he introduced me in Marvel. So, ah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I have to say thank to, to Simone 1,000 one of times. So, uh, <laughs> mille, mille grazie. <laughs> yeah, mille grazie, exactly, exactly. And um, so there are so many artists that came from from Europe and are working from the USA market that I think they bring a lot of uh, quality in the comics, in American comics. Obviously, there are already quality, but uh, I think a different way to make quality in, in the comics. 
to make them solids and um, and good. And um, so, for my my feeling is very very good. But uh, I have to say that that in the in the recent years, not not always artists from uh, Europe are very good artists. For example, there are a lot of really good artists from uh, Brazil, from yeah, Philippines, yeah. for example. Uh, I think that is fantastic, this thing that we can work from every part of the world. Of the world. And uh, I met so many artists that came from so different parts of the world, and everyone brings bring to their experience, their inspiration in the American comics. is a sort of a melting pot where every style influences each other. Okay, so it's very good from the point of view of the creativity. It's fantastic. I think that is fantastic. And I have to say that DC Comics have a very good artists, in the, in, especially in the recent years. Uh, DC is a, a, a very good quality level. Quality level, I have to say. Yeah, you, you mentioned... Uh... Other other countries or artists are coming from in, in Brazil and in the Philippines, and that's <clears throat> I wasn't even thinking about that when I asked the question. And you know, you've got uh, Vilcas Evely and uh, Mateus Lopez and uh, uh, from Brazil, and that's 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 a good uh, that's a good point too. It's uh, it's interesting. It's, it's it's there's so many artists. You mentioned so many artists, and there's so many good artists. It's hard to to think of all the good ones because they all bring such a everyone has a unique style. You know, it's yeah. not like, uh, you know, there. I, I don't. Know, I guess sometimes, if you look back at a lot of old comics, there's sort of a, a standard look. But now there's so many great artists with so many unique styles that yeah. there's so many different things you can get out of it. You yeah. know, when, when you read the comics. Yeah. It, yes, it's the same uh, argument that we spoke before. If, in the if you stay still, you start to go backwards. But if there are um, so many different influences, approaches, and uh, styles, you can't never stay still because all the time you see someone else that draw that specific character in a so different way, and uh, it gives to you an inspiration to to improve that specific part of your style. For example. Uh, obviously, I started to, for example, to, to tell you the truth, when I started um, this work, I my biggest influence, even if now it seems impossible, was Todd McFarlane. I started to draw comics because I, uh, Todd McFarlane uh, hit me in the early 90s with his, his Spider-Man. But at some point, I discovered that if I wanted to, to improve my style, my skills and everything, I have to follow someone else more realistic, more classical, like, for example, uh, John Buscema, Neil Adams, uh, Jean Romita, very classical artists, but uh, so different, from, from, from example, from Todd McFarlane. But I think that a little part of uh, what I, I took from Todd McFarlane's st style is uh, still in my style. Okay, I don't know. It's a gay word, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm so, gonna look for that next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have you have to to think that I think that every artist um, can do something totally new. Every 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 time is something that that artist saw from someone else. It's like to to build a an, an house with with the bricks, little bricks. Every bricks is an influence, and at some point. All these bricks mixed mix together start to create a new style, an apparently new style, because the totally um, the totally new doesn't exist. I think I'm, I'm convinced of that. But um, but um, the originality doesn't exist. The totally originality, everything that we see, uh, is already done by someone else in a similar way. So. It's a matter of taking a part of this, a part of that, and put together, create something apparently originally. Okay? But the most important thing is that when the people so see your work, say, oh, this is a, uh, Olivier Coppel work, this is the Stuart Monet work, this is. And obviously, mo the more your work is uh, recognizable, the more your work is of a value, obviously. Obviously, it's like uh, it's like music. There's only so many notes and so many chords. It's how you put together, yeah. put them together, and how you build them up and how they interact. There's different bits and pieces as opposed. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's people. I guess want to be original and new, but yeah. it's I guess it's good to have that that idea that you're taking from this and this and this to make something yeah. new as opposed to saying everything is brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that another, another thing that I always say, uh, remembering the, the question that you made to me about uh, what's my best advice I can do to a, uh, an aspiring artist, is, uh, mm, is that at the beginning, you don't have to try to find your style because it's useless. It's useless. At the beginning, when you start to do, to study how to do this work, you have to learn the basics, how to, how to draw a correct anatomy, proportion, uh, prospective uh, uh, composition, chiaroscuro, all this stuff that you can find in the classical artists. After that, you can start to take little parts from there, from there, from there, put together, create your own style. But it's something that you can do thinking about that. It's something that came out naturally because you constantly are exposed to the other people's works. So you constantly absorb something from the others, from what you see, from what you read, from whatever. From your style at some point, we came out automatically, automatically. So now think about your creating your style is useless. Leave, leave your work go and the style <laughs> out. <laughs> that's, that's more good. That's more good insight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the most important thing is stay with the, the feet on ground. Absolutely. Never, never think I'm the biggest artist. <laughs> Oh, they gave to me this carter, so I am a big artist. No, sometimes it's because someone else can do that. <laughs> so, 
stay with on the ground stay on the ground guys because uh, uh, it's fantastic already working on this field and, so, and sometimes when it, you make something that have a big success is not because uh, uh, obviously depends from your skills from your professionality from your work and everything but sometimes is casual I have to say that it's casual because Sometimes there are some specific products or characters or books that I don't really don't understand why the people love them so much. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know to tell you the truth. But sometimes if you are so lucky to be in that project, your career can go up immediately. Yeah. But yeah. you are always the same that one moment before. So sometimes it's... Uh, is uh, the hard work, but sometimes it's casual. So, yeah, I, th I think that we have to simply keep working hard on the pages. That's the important that, thing. That, that's a really excellent point because you don't always know what you're doing. I mean, you know what you're doing, but you, yeah. there's no way you can see what their impact, its impact is going to be. Yeah. I mean, because there are plenty of characters and stories that I've seen and been like, yeah, I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. Yeah. But, you know, you just never know when you're going to do the next Watchmen or, you yeah. know, the next Saga the Swamp thing or the next, you know, yeah. Dark Knight Returns that has it's, that kind of impact. You just don't know until yeah. it happens. And you look back and go, I was part of that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I, to, to about that, uh, another I have to say, bad thing in the recent years is that with the social media, I think that they create a false impression about the works of the artist. Because sometimes uh, I think that everyone saw that. Sometimes you see on the socials some stuff that have so many likes, so many impressions, so many comments that it's ter simply terrible. <laughs> and you don't understand why. But uh, I think that uh, many times what the, in the socials have a good uh, amount of likes or whatever, Many times it's something that's extremely simple because the people on the social tends to to see the the, the things very fast. So mm. if what they see is very have a strong impact, immediately strong impact, they put like, for example. But sometimes if you put something that needs uh, a second glance, a second glance, it's too complicated. They 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 keep scrolling. So don't, don't put like so. But maybe that thing is uh, more complex, more um, more. It's best. It's better. Is uh, can can teach to you something more. But the people don't don't look at it. So um, I think that in the recent years uh, there there also this aspect the, the 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 influence of the socials in this in this market not always what this on the socials works actually is a good thing actually actually the 90 percent of the times no it's not a good thing <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's not uh, sure that what 
works on the socials, works maybe on the, on a books, on a real books in the sales and whatever. I have to also to say that sometimes there are artists that are able to create uh, their own career using uh, the socials and creating ah. on their own public. And maybe it works also on the prints, but sometimes not. It depends from the kind of product that you are doing and everything. But I think that you don't have to judge your quality, your skills and whatever from the number of followers or like you're having in that moment. Because I don't think is, that is a good method to, to, to measure that. For me, this is very important. Um, that that that's really that's really insightful. Also, you're making me think of music again. Music is another one of my passions besides comics, yeah. and the music I like, for the most part, is is more complex. It's not stuff you're going to hear on the radio. It yeah. takes more than one listen. Sometimes yeah. multiple listens, and then maybe after three or four, you go. Ah, then you start breaking it down and you start understanding it. I mean, I'm a musician myself, so it, it helps, but it's the same thing. It's like you go back and you look at different uh, artists' work and then you – maybe the first time yeah. it's not so much. Or you read somebody's review and go, they didn't like that, and then you read it and you slow down a little bit. There are a couple times recently in, in some reviews I've said, uh, slow down, stop, look at this art. Don't yep. just skim by it because, uh, you know, you're trying to get the story. Slow down because there's some really good stuff going on here with the visuals that you're going to miss. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. And and social media, the, that 10 percent that's good is when it connects people that wouldn't otherwise normally be able to connect. And yep. you create a, uh, you know, a relationship uh, that's positive as opposed to. Some of the negative interaction that happens. I think you're, you're, you're very correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, obviously, it's normal because the social media um, tends to to take something, uh, hit it very fast, and then put it, throw it out very yeah. fast. But I think that the the things that really have, have value stay still in the time, in the time. For example, you mentioned uh, Watchmen. Watchmen came out in 1985, if I'm not wrong. And yeah. we still speak about <laughs> Watchmen. Obviously, we can't do Watchmen all the month, obviously. But neither we can make only things fast food, fast food thing. Well, I don't know if you got it, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, you can't just put stuff out quickly. You got to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the, a very good thing remain in the time, remain in the time. And obviously, that's why sometimes I say that uh, the, there are different categories of artists, in my, in my opinion. There are bad artists, there are good artists, there are a lot of good artists, there are the masters. Mm. Uh, obviously, the bad artists are the... Mm, the ones that, even if they try to insist on doing this work, can improve their art. There are good artists that are a bigger part of the artists that work in this field. 
and uh, I think that you can be a good artist when you start to to be in this field for I don't know ten years, eight years, or something like that. So here you start to be a professional good artist. Um, after I think that my experience, at least, I think that I really start to to understand his work after more than 20 years I was doing that because I think that in the first eight, ten years that you are doing this work, you just start to create your own way to work. After that, you start to refine that way to work. Maybe after 20 and um, even more, I, I work in this comic, in the comics field since 1985, uh, 1995, so they are about 26, 27 years. Um, and I think that only now I start to, to find my way to do this work. Also, if I start to create new stuff, to, to, to find new way to, to work, but I think that only recently I, I really find my way to, to, to work. So, um, I think that uh, the, the, the artists that can be considered real, real masters are the ones that work on, this, on, this, on the comics field from... Uh, 20, 20, 30 years of, of work because they, their style is uh, is um, is a solid, is a coherent, um, is something that can give to you something to uh, to create something else. To, to <laughs> they can give to you inspiration, good uh, good references. For example, um, if I, every time I look. Uh, to uh, an Alan Davis page when I, for example, I have no idea uh, about uh, how to draw uh, a, comic, a, a panel. Sometimes I just flip uh, an Alan Davis book and I get inspiration immediately. <laughs> immediately. There are other artists that maybe uh, in this moment are more famous than Alan Davis that you can flip their books but, but they can't give to you the same because their work maybe is a good work but is not so rich it's not so rich from the point of view of the substance of the work right right it, right okay i don't know if i am i am able to explain that English. no no that um, no that's that's exactly right i, I totally got that yeah there's, so, there's more sub, substance to what's going on it's not just here it is there's something deeper to it in the in the storytelling and the Exactly. In fact, sometimes mm, a lot of people that want to do this work ask to me, what are the best artists to look at? And I started to show them uh, the classical artists, like I said, like John Boucher, Manila Adams. Uh, and I don't know. For example, one of the new best artists that are in the comics field is uh, Stuart Dimonen. Stuart Dimonen worked in this comics field from... I don't know, from 20 to 30 years, I don't know. I think that in the 90s he's already, he was already working and he was already a good artist. But now he became a, a real good artist, a real master. That And every time, for example, I look at his uh, pages, I find something interesting to, to take. And that makes him uh, a master, master, for example, a, a modern master. 
other artists that I follow, for example, are uh, I don't know if I want to draw very in a very good way a woman, I can look at Adam Hughes. He's <laughs> a god of the women. <laughs> and um, uh, I, at my back, I have uh, a lot of uh, volumes of different artists that can inspire me so much. I, uh, I mentioned them before, but. Um, there are so many, but I have to say that yeah. Alan Davis is a perfect example of a, a big professional artist, a big artist, a big master, because he worked in, in this comic in the comics field since uh, the 80s, I think. And yeah, yeah, I think that he did great stories with a great storytelling, with a recognizable style. Um, he is fantastic, along with Mark Farmer, that makes his pencils the best. Absolutely. Mm. So, um, I, I have to say that to the, the people that want to do this work, I always say, don't look to the artists that are famous now. Look to the artists that are masters, that are famous in the past, because their style are more solid, more solid than the new artists that are good, but maybe still not masters. It's, right. it's, it's a right. different thing. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, sorry for my <laughs> my English so, so terrible, but I tried no, to... No, no, I think it was perfectly understandable. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody's going to get that. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, talking about masters and stuff is there something that you've done that you'd like to be remembered by or are most proud of or do you think you have yet to create that okay um well i think that my best thing is the, always the next one because all the time i try to improve my work as i said but i have to say that um, recently i worked on um, beside green lantern um, I worked on a very interesting series, uh, and I'm very proud of the work that came out on it. It's uh, the Endless Winter miniseries. Oh, okay. Justice League and the Endless Winter. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it has been a very interesting project because uh, uh, I, my pages, even if a little part of my pages, are in every volume of the series and uh, the best part of that project it was that i did something about superheroes but at the same times it was something about about the vikings so something historical so okay the, the, two, the two things mixed uh, has been a something really special to draw really special because i take fantasy characters and put them in a historical context. And I really enjoy that because I, I put together the two things that I like, the superheroes and the, the reality, and to put together in something, in a new mix. And um, I'm very proud of uh, the, the final result because um, I, I like the project, I like the, the final render, I like to work on that. On a magic, uh, with an amazing colorist like uh, Arif Prianto that uh, gave to my pages uh, something more, I have to say, something more. And it's okay, not okay. easy to find a colorist that can give to you a, a, 
an improvement, an improvement to the business. So I'm very proud of that project. And uh, another project that I liked was uh, the two Aquaman issues I worked last year. Uh, the, the ones with Aqualed. Aqualed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I really liked working on that two issues because um, they were something different. Uh, they gave, DC gave to me the, um, a good time, a good timing to, 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 to work on the pages. So I spent a lot of, all the time that I needed on that pages, making something at my best. And I'm very proud of that project, I have to say. But I, I, I hope to do something even better in the future. I never satisfied. <laughs> oh, well, we're always striving for more, right? <laughs> Well, you've already said you hope to be on Green Lantern for a while, as long as you can right now. Is there something you know that you have coming up next that you can share with us? Or is is there, are you just, you're just knee deep in Green Lantern right now? <laughs> okay. Uh, if I can share something about the, the next issues, you mean? Or, oh, or, no. Is there something beyond Green Lantern that you have planned? Or are you just working on Green Lantern and you're working well, on Green Lantern until... Uh, at the moment, I'm totally focused on Green Lantern series, and at the same time, I'm having fun uh, with the covers of um, Aquaman Green Lantern miniseries that is coming out uh, the next week. I don't remember when they can. The, the next days, they should be come out the first issue, and they gave to me the the covers. So I'm having fun with the covers, as I said. And um, I'm really enjoying working on the covers because um, they give to me the chance to, to work on, uh, instead of a series of pages, uh, of work on a, only one image where I can put all my um, energy and um, uh, creativity. And uh, I'm doing them uh, instead of using the classical um, line art, black and white, I'm doing them, um, painting them, actually mm. painting them. So I'm really having fun with that because, as I said, you all the time I try to, uh, to, to improve my skills, to find a new way to work. So in the, in the last year, in the last two years, actually, I'm trying to to study a lot the the painting instead of only the the the, the, the classical drawings for the comics, and uh, so I'm putting that part of my skills on the covers, and okay. also on the original original pages of Green Lantern, for example. I'm from time to time I try to insert some parts that are in part. Painted, for example, the gray tones of the backgrounds, the construct, the, the, the ring construct, for example. Sometimes I tend yeah, to yeah, yeah, because I like to to create something new, to try, to try to create something new. I think it's noticeable in the ring constructs. You can tell there's something different about it. Yeah, when, uh... <laughs> because because I, they are made in a different way. I have to say that. Um, I have to, to to thank Mike Perkins that gave to me uh, speaking of inspirations. 
uh, Mike gave me um, a big inspiration from this point of view because we worked together on the Green Lanterns series in 2018. Um, and uh, when I saw his work, uh, I, had to, I have to make three books between his, his run. Uh, when I saw that he was doing the construct using the gray tones, I thought, wow, that's a great idea because usually they, you know, the constructs are made like uh, silhouettes with, uh, um, without shadows. And uh, sometimes if, you are, if the colorist catch perfectly what you want, can came out something good, but it's better if you give the best render to the construct already in, in black and white. So I create the, the shadows in the construct with the gray tones. So when the colorist go to color them, already know where is the light, where is the, the shadow, and it is simpler for the colorist to color them. And I think that the render is, is, came out better. Wow, that's that's more good insight about your craft. I really appreciate that. So, so you're doing the Aquaman and Green Arrow covers, and you're doing Green Lantern. That's so people can look forward for look forward to from you. Um, now, I did see on your on your website you have uh, original art available. Yeah, Is that yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because I, I uh, for a period of my career. For a matter of uh, deadlines and uh, correction or whatever, when I worked for Italy, I, I worked on the, the pages in digital. But to tell you the truth, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it because I am a classical artist. I like the paper and I like the render of the, the, the ink on the paper. So uh, my, uh, the bigger part of my production is totally on paper and I have my uh the remaining pages of my production on my website from my italian european productions of france italy and also from the american uh, part i have almost all the originals of my of my books and if the people is interested that obviously can send to me on mail and uh, i can i can answer without problem no problem I, I will make sure I link to your uh, your website uh, in the notes for the, oh, for the interview, you. so people can contact you if they yeah. uh, if they want to do that. <laughs> um, if people want to find you on the internet or social media, how can they do that? Okay, simply they can reach me uh, searching for Marco Santucci or Marco Santucci Art. Uh, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, they are the main social media that I use, that I use, and they obviously contact me there. Um, a good thing that uh, using the social media is that they can see on my personal profile or page on Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever. Um, they can see not only the the pages completely done but sometimes I put some work in progress of my work and uh, I saw that many people likes when I made that little videos where I ink ink the character with a brush <laughs> because uh, 
Um, I think that the brush is uh, one of the most fascinating tools in this work. This is still one of the most fascinating tools in this work. It's almost one of the most difficult to use, to tell you the truth, because if you use um, a pen, it's simpler. If you use a, a brush, it's totally, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely too difficult. But I think that the best work came out with the brush. So. Uh, sometimes I try to show um, when I work with the brush on the pages or the work in progress of uh, some panels without revealing not, nothing too much because I can't obviously, but uh, I like to, to show to the people that follow me what, uh, what I'm working that on on that moment, uh, whatever. So they, they can find all this in my social media. Those I, I gotta say that whenever I see videos of people uh, doing the work in progress stuff, it's always fascinating and insightful because we get this final product uh, in the comic books that we read, but there's a real disconnect, I think, with what goes into that. And then you suddenly see this white background and this brush, you know, yeah. going over the, and you're like, and that turns into this comic I'm gonna read in a couple months. It's it's yeah. really it's a really yeah. neat aspect to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, Marco, thank you so much for uh, talking with me today. I had a really great time. Um, you were very, very insightful uh, with some of your observations and uh, and what you shared about your own work as well as your inspirations and stuff. Uh, I think I, there's a lot everyone can learn. I think it's even applicable outside the field of comics i think you said a lot of things that are uh, important just in life especially keeping your feet grounded and don't letting yourself let yourself get get ahead of yourself you know, remember where <laughs> you are remember who you are and you know hard work will pay off and you yeah. you don't ever know when you're going to make that next watchman or whatever your field of uh uh expertise is whether it's comics or music or in business or you know, you're a restaurant manager. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much.